So this week we have a very odd theme that popped out of our fan questions. We have three fan questions and they're all to the same theme. Casting. Casting. And it's weird because I don't think any of these fans know each other. Maybe they do. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they like called each other up and were like, hey, let's all put in a casting <laughs> Yeah, so we can, we can stop them from talking about these serious topics they keep talking about. But I said to Mike, at least people are listening. You know, That's true. obviously people are listening if they want to write in. That's true. Um, and Kristen and Lily have written in before. But I don't know. Oscar and Cindy, I don't think, have ever written in. This I is like a that dueling. they're a, a duo. Yeah, we got duos. Um, so we're going to answer some fan questions to kick things off today. And then I saw Where'd You Go Bernadette this weekend. So I'm going to have a review for that. You're going to tell us where she went? I'm going to tell you exactly where she went. Um, <laughs> though I guess that would be kind of That's a, a spoiler. That's a spoiler, I think. Uh, did you know it was based on a book? Yes. See, I didn't. I, yeah. I had no idea until after the movie was over that it was based on a book. I knew it was based on a book, and apparently the director has done, like, a ton of movies we've all heard of. Richard Linklater? Yeah. Yeah. He does. Boy. No, Home? Wait, what's that movie called? No, apparently. (laughs) Boyhood. That's it. But apparently, like, he has a pretty, unless I'm confusing him with Richard Linklater's done a lot. Like, he's, like, a household name, even though I can't name a single one. Boyhood. Have yeah, but I feel like him. there's there's more movies that are more caught like more mainstream. Mm, I think that's his biggest movie. Oh, that I'm thinking I think of someone else. Boyhood is his biggest movie Yikes. that he's ever done. Okay, but, never uh, mind. And then we also have some headlines that are all connected to Disney because D23 was this past weekend. So that's yeah, Disney's every single Comic-Con. one is a Disney one. So for Very everyone excited. who says we're not. Disney fans. Which our third fan question says that. <laughs> um, we we aren't though. Like you sexy. and I are not the biggest. No, yeah, Disney to be fans. quite like, frank, that's to be, no. Yeah, like you you and I are not the prototypical Disney fans, and we don't talk about that much, and we haven't been very positive about recent Disney movies. So I kind of get it. Like it's yeah. kind of true. Yeah. But I mean, well, whatever. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Disney has a lot of cool things. I like Marvel and Star Wars. They're technically Disney. Now. Because the, the mouse owns all of us. That's fine. <laughs> they can start writing me checks anytime they want, and I will take it. <laughs> well, then maybe we should start. We should, we maybe should have some more positive. Maybe that's why we're not owned by Disney is they just they hate us because we are so negative I would, towards I them. Would be, I would not be surprised if their copyright lawyers were like we not weren't on their radar, but like knew that we talked about them. You know what I mean? Like it's such a – they're like so much about copyright and oh, I'm sure they would know that oh, you know for sure. we probably have been googled. Oh no, I, I definitely because we have reviewed Disney movies and promoted it, so I'm sure they looked. We've in we've for come that. up. Yeah, we've been absolutely. a blip. We've been a blip on someone's radar. Who and they're went, saying not X. worth it. Not <laughs> yeah. yeah. X. No. Not fans. Not fans. So so if if Disney approached us and said, okay, we're gonna both pay you money, but now this is called screening on Disney Plus. And we had to just dedicate every week to talking about Disney Mickey Plus. Mouse. But it was for a lot of money. Oh, I'd sell out in a heartbeat. Great. Yeah, me too. If it meant <laughs> so. like, if it meant not as much as I like my day job, if it meant quitting my day job yeah, and like doing that's this what it would full be. time. Yeah, if it's, yeah. they're like full time, this is your job now. We're paying you like X amount of money and it's a lot and it's exactly what you need to live off of plus plus because it's Disney. But you had to dedicate the rest of it to being a Disney plug. I'd put those Mickey yep. Mouse ears on. I'd be 100%. I would be now the biggest fan of Moana. Yeah, I'd learn the words. <laughs> okay, absolutely. I would, I would just <laughs> dive right into it. Um, so, yeah, let's let's get things started with fan questions because I definitely want to make sure we have enough time for our all, all of our headlines this week. Um, so the first one comes from Kristen who writes, um, if you had to cast a new film about something you're both passionate about, 
what would it be, what's the movie, and who would you cast? So this can be anything. This is super This is tough, and I have a cold, so my brain's not firing on all my cylinders. But I can say a couple things I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about Imperial Russia. (laughs) I'm passionate about (laughs) the Cold War. And I'm passionate about vampires. So... Yeah. But save the vampire stuff because the, that, okay. that was a huge request for our vampire episode. Like, who would we cast as Dracula? Yeah. Yeah. We'll like, that so that Halloween. will happen. Like, I have a list of everything that people's requested, and one of them was, like, casting a Dracula movie. So we'll yeah. save that for okay. Halloween. Okay. So if I was going to But Imperial cast... Russia, like, what's, what's that movie for you? Like, what do you... I know. Like, it could be anything. It'd be, like, a biography of Peter the Great. It could be about, like, the last Romanovs. Um, Actually, just, like... The last Romanovs would be really interesting. There you go. Um, but I need to come back to who I would cast because it's five children and two adults. And I don't know a lot of young actors. Like the the son Alexi was like less than 14. Oh, wow. And then like the sisters varied in age from like the oldest i think was like 22 the youngest being like hmm. 15 what, so it's that yeah, aw- it's that yeah, it's awkward kind of that age. age range yeah what most casting directors do is just go to the cast of stranger things and see oh, how they can 100%. fit them in but i hate <laughs> the um the main one finn wolf you don't whatever. like finn wolfhart i think he's so obnoxious and he's going to be as a person or an actor as like a actor but also when i see him in like promotional photos oh, oh, I see. he always has this like weird because <laughs> he's a he's a preen teen like yeah. he's a teen of course he's a but not in a cute know? endearing way like, no i think of like when you think of the cast of it yeah he's the real standout of of being an a-hole yeah and sure. like i don't care for him so he definitely would not be alexi in my in my film mm-hmm. but I do like the little hypochondriac in the It movie. Oh, um, oh yeah. What's the kid's name? He's uh, he's really funny. He's I just cute, rewatched right? It again. Actually, I just did a rewatch of it, uh, of it, <laughs> um, in preparation for Chapter Two. But yeah, that kid's very funny. We're Mike? doing the one thing we shouldn't do on air, which is dead, dead air, air while we're but looking we're, up I'm names like of actors. No, breathing no, heavily through right. my mouth, so at least you have mouth breathing. Yeah, at least we're getting, <laughs> getting people something, right? I just have to He's find. Like, there he yeah. is. Yeah, Jack Dylan Grazer. He's cute, but the only problem is none of the actors that are acting oh, in Hollywood right now are like particularly Slavic looking. No, that would be a problem. Like, like none would, of them. You'd have to try to. You might have to cast unknowns. Yeah, or like Russian actors. Yeah. Um, the um like the Zarina was like half German, half English, and then um uh Zar Nicholas was like a Ru- like was Russian. Mm. He had a big mustache. He was very handsome. So it's kinda I think you would have to cast European actors yeah. for that film. Yeah. Um because like the two of the daughters looked like super not they were beautiful, but kind of unusual looking. And then the two younger mm. ones. Yeah. So anyways, I have to kind of think. On you that. might have to go for unknowns for that type of project, though, anyway, like with the historical context and the fact that you probably would want to 
cast them that cast look. Cast them that look kind yeah. of like the roles. Probably going unknown is what normally happens for mm -hmm. those types of things. And then maybe your one or two leads could be known or you shoehorn a known actor I'm like, in there somewhere. All of the people that are trendy right now aren't, they don't look, they look too modern. Yeah, yeah. And you want like Downton Abbey type, but more Slavic. <laughs> more Slavic, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be tough. And then you'd have a lot of fun casting, like, the bad Bolsheviks. Well, I mean, Alexander Skarsgård's got to make it into your film somewhere, right? There's got to be a role yeah, for him in there. Yeah, but he's too German Germanic looking. Yeah, but I, there's got to be a way to shoehorn a... a like a handsome yeah, like Bolshevik some, officer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, <laughs> you know, some somewhere in Europe, well, they go somewhere or whatever, and he's there. I'm sure you could cast And it would be a lot of fun casting. So the older girls, even the... So there was four sisters, and they had each of them assigned to them a sailor who, like, looked... There you go. Who, like... Didn't like necessarily look after them, but were like their companions. So you that have would be all, a ton yeah. of fun. You could have all your favorites. Har in there. Harry Styles. Harry I think Styles. He, he would make a good <laughs> Alexander Skarsgård, Chris Pine, <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. There you go. You've Perfect. Your Everyone has their Russian Cossack officers <laughs> yeah. to look after them. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, that one would be a lot of fun to mm. cast. But I feel like with our current roster of A-listers, you would have to go off book. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know if I have anything that I'm like super passionate about that I think needs to be a movie. I really like so time frame wise, um, the movie Swing Kids has been one of my favorites pre, for a long pre time. Pre World War Two, the interwar yeah, period. The in, yeah, just before and like the the kind of rise of the Nazi youth. That yes. type of thing was always interested me, especially when I was younger. So it'd be kind of cool to see another film set in that time, but learn a little bit more about the different uh, political things that were going on. My favorite Germany. could also appear. Alexander Skarsgård yeah, exactly. could Alexander also be in that Absolutely. Yeah, he's Aryan. Um, so, yeah, like that that type of time frame I'd love to see a, a movie for. I, I like his, like historical, historical dramas. dramas and that type of thing. Um, to, to try to win back some of the musical theater people out there, if there is a musical that should be redone as a movie that was a pretty good movie a long time ago, it was Cabaret. I think yeah, you could do something with good Liza with Cabaret. Minnelli. Yeah, I think you could do something cool with Cabaret now, because also set kind of during that time, just at the beginning of World War II. I think there's a lot of cool things you can do with that, especially if you had the right person to adapt it from the music. Like, take don't take the movie, take the musical, yeah. adapt it back to film, cut out some of the crap, keep it to you know make it interesting, keep it dark, keep some of the music in there, but then like you know cast really good actors who can sing. Neil Patrick Harris. I think could be in the that. nerdy guy. But yeah, he could be like the Cliff or the the kind of like guy who the American who comes in, who's a writer doing whatever. Like I feel like he would be, you know, a really a really strong person like to be in there. The one where she like kind of marries him, but he like doesn't have a lot of sexuality. I'm thinking about the what the movie with Liza Minnelli. Yeah, Michael York yeah. played that guy. He plays kind of like. Yeah. Like, I don't even know why they end up getting married. Does she get pregnant? Yeah, she gets pregnant, why... but they're in like, see, this is the thing about the movie that's different from the play and how everything has changed. They're in like a three-way relationship with the German dude. So she's not 100% sure, I believe, whose baby it is, but she thinks it's Cliff's. But right. like the three of them are in some sort of relationship that's never really touched upon, that's only really hinted at, that's actually not really part of it. So I don't even know why it was in there. Like, but you, in the like what's the play... term? Like, this may be... I'm thinking like she never actually had sex with him. Like not he that seems I like think of. Yeah, not that not movie. that not yeah, not that I can remember. Yeah. Um but so that's in, why I was confused when they ended up getting married. Yeah, so in the musical, that what it, the story is Cliff, who's the guy, is an American writer who comes to Berlin because he's searching for like 
inspiration right. and he's trying to write and he meets this this burlesque da- dancer lady and they start a relationship and she does get pregnant and then oh, all okay. these things happen and he has a real good friend who turns out to be a Nazi but he doesn't know he's Nazi at the beginning and all this stuff happens so it's actually a really interesting story and then there's the cool MC character yeah. that, you know could be anybody I mean there's a lot of the guy who did it on Broadway who revived it on Broadway could probably still do it so there you know there's a lot of different options there and I think that if you're going to do it your Liza I <laughs> Okay, so up until La La Land, I would have said Emma Stone because I was really fascinated when Emma Stone got cast on the Broadway in the Broadway revival of of Cabaret in that role. Oh, okay. So I was very fascinated because I'm like, oh, well, I know she she can sing, but then when she did La La Land, I was like, she, she can't. She can't? Well, I don't know. I think that was the director. The director didn't want them to sing well. That was like his whole approach. You're singing too well. Yeah. Tone it down a bit. Like Ryan Gosling can't sing, but but Emma Stone. But Ryan Gosling would also be a good role in the Cliff role because Ryan he doesn't. Ryan Gosling's in a band. Well, he can't sing, but Clifford doesn't sing in in the music in the musical. So if you keep that for the yeah, movie, Ryan Gosling could be in it. So Ryan, so it could be Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone in it, and then you could you still use Neil Patrick Harris somewhere else. Um, but I as think as the MC, as the MC, yeah, there you go. Neil Patrick Harris is the MC, Emma Stone as Sally, and Ryan Gosling as Cliff. Like that would be good. I would mm-hmm. be interested in that because Ryan Gosling could just act. He can do what he does well. Stare off into the middle distance. Is Emma Stone sexy enough to be a burlesque dancer? Well, you're putting me on the spot, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, I would say yes. It doesn't I have to be her, she but need I... more va-va-voom. There's, there's a, I think there's a lack of, of people who could play that role right now, though. Like, it would be, it would be tough. I don't know. Again, you might want to just yeah, no. cast a Broadway Yeah, that's actor. true. Like, a, a Broadway actor to kind of bring bring that role home. But I think I think Cabaret of all the musicals was one that you I've always liked Broadway. and I feel like you could do stuff with. You could you could fiddle around with, you could you could have more fun with it. There's not a lot of music musical numbers in it, so you can have the bare minimum musical numbers and stick to this really cool plot. Interwar. And make it yeah, and make it kind of dark in. and very Chicago-esque, but yeah. you know, maybe even a little darker, not quite as humorous, and I think it would work. I think it would be really cool. Okay. So, there you go. That's that's my thoughts. Um, moving on to another casting question. Lily wants us to cast a new Ghostbusters movie. This is hard for both Mike and I because we have no frame of reference about this new Ghostbusters movie. I've seen the first one. <laughs> we've brought up, but like we don't know. Is this a reboot? We have Ghostbusters has come up and not a great plan because. Well, because they are making another they're making one. They're making a new one so and they of... dragged the f- the all-female remake through the mud and every you know the the director who's directing this new one keeps saying this is a return yeah so that's that's pretty much all i know is this controversy surrounding sort of the gendered movie okay so here's what i would do this is what i would do i'm just coming up with this right now i would make the new movie a so bill murray dan Aykroyd, the original cast comes back they they meet up with this new cast keep the keep the women have them be a part of this they meet up with this new cast and the entire movie is about these two groups trying to get along with each other and the men because the movies were a comedy but they took it a little more seriously back in the 80s so the the ghostbuster men are like you got to take this more seriously and the ghostbuster yeah yeah and the ghostbuster women are like relax we this is cool fun. no no like but maybe but more so like <laughs> this is cool right because that, right. that was the energy that they tried to bring to it like just ghosts both, are cool i think sucks 
is this is cool, this is exciting, wow, what a discovery, right. whereas the men are more shiveled. So it's kind of like you get the best of both. Both of them bring good things of like they at the end of it, the, the women at the end of it will learn to take it more seriously, but the men at the end of it will want to relax and remember how fun this is and how interesting science is. So that is. would be your new... So that would be my new Ghostbusters movie is let's try to like merge. fix and merge everything and fix it. Make sure Paul Feig is, is literally on another planet while this movie is being made. Because he's not, he just ruined it. Um, I might even, maybe, no, actually with a good director, Melissa McCarthy's fine. I would actually keep the whole cast. I was going to say take Melissa McCarthy was the worst I've ever seen an actor do in that movie. It was just not remotely funny in any way. But I've also seen her with good directors. So if it was a really good director, like I'm thinking like, I'm not even thinking like whoever they probably have doing this movie. I'm thinking a really good strong director right now who's working well who can do something interesting with it i had no problem with the re the female reboot i just didn't find it funny at all or i thought it was funny it had scares do i remember most of it no but <laughs> okay. when i was in the theater i had a good time and isn't that sometimes what the movies are all about? Yeah, sometimes that's what the movies are all about. But I just, I don't know. I guess my... I feel like people are too hard. Oh, people are way the, too hard on, on it. the reboot. Or people whatever are way we're too hard calling on it. it. I don't know if it's Most a... people are hard on it for the wrong reasons, though. Most people are hard on it because they're women. Yeah, and that, they're that's just the... like, we didn't yeah. want a lady. And, and the, to be honest, it's not any of their fault. It's Paul Feig's fault. For, for writing a bad script and directing it poorly and for not bringing it. There were, there were moments in that movie I liked. But I just it fell flat for me. Yeah. And I think if you took the same cast with the new with the old cast, threw them together and gave them like I don't even like I can't name a director off the top of my head, but a a director who can do comedy but is also a little bit maybe more serious and can do something cool with it. I say let's get the Judd Apatow boys back together. Let's get Will Ferrell. Let's get Paul Rudd. <laughs> let's get you know John C. Riley. Yeah. That's, I would watch a Ghostbusters with A Judd those. Apatow Ghostbusters? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'd be down it's for that. It's that zany kind of. Yeah. And they're a little bit older now. And they're, yeah. you know. So we saw that Paul Rudd is going to be Paul in Rudd's reboot. in the reboot. And in I the said, 2020 and one. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I see that. I yeah. can get behind a Paul Rudd. But yeah, I want to see the, you know, the Will Ferrell, John C. Riley. Um, I like it. Version. I like it. Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, <laughs> and let's Paul even Rudd. get Seth Rogen. Yeah, in the mix. you know what? Throw in, uh, throw Michael, in Steve Carell, Michael Sarah, Michael Sarah, um, Jonah Hill, Mindy Kaling. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Jonah Hill, fat or skinny, I Doesn't don't matter. care. Any size, Jonah. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> Danny McBride can be the villain. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and I'm thinking, um, who you know? Uh, oh, shoot, I can't remember her name, but she's like. She's in Pitch Perfect as or as the, you know, the MC. She's the MC. Oh, Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. Yes, should be in absolutely. It. Elizabeth Banks should be in it. Um. So yeah, that would be my. Casting. What they should do with Elizabeth Banks is because she's so good at being ridiculously sassy, but still keeping like a real cold delivery. Is they always had the like the news reporter news reporter she who is like reporting yeah. she would be the news reporter who goes to everything saying the most ridiculous yeah. things and but like, like in the but most doesn't serious and doesn't believe it the yeah. whole time it's just like interviewing them and like does not care so yeah i would there there's a good one and you know who we haven't seen in a while in film the um from how i met your mother and forgetting sarah marshall oh um jason siegel 
We haven't seen him in a while. He would be throw him into throw the him in there in the in the Chris Hemsworth role. So keep it a male secretary that they yeah. hire and keep him like a stupid bimbo. But, but not but not as sexy. Yeah, just exactly. Like just dumb... just a dumb Jason Siegel. Yeah. That would be hilarious. There you go. Answering the phone and like Michael Sarah's like the young one that just like wants to be a Ghostbuster yeah. so bad, but they don't want him to be part of it and just following them around. Be like, See? Well, I can be a Ghostbuster I think we're too. Yeah, something. no, that's good. That's that would good. be that would be my casting. There you go, Ghostbusters 2020, <laughs> a Judd Apatow <laughs> film. Um, our last fan question comes from Oscar in Sydney. Even though Disney is not big on this show, uh, we thought it might be fun to ask you to cast a new Disney live action remake that hasn't happened yet. Who would you cast if you had your choice in Little Mermaid and Hercules? So first off, um, are they making Hercules live action? Because if they are. How fun! That would be a fun one to see. If live they are, action. they like it's not anywhere that I can find. It's not on IMDb. I know the Little Mermaid one is happening, but I haven't seen anything about Hercules. So already, I'm thinking, um, yep, yeah, Danny DeVito as like the little. His You're gonna bring buddy. him back as Phil. Bring Danny DeVito back. I just had this huge long conversation about Danny DeVito like two weeks ago. Love him. I love Danny DeVito. He needs to be on the screen more often. Yeah. It's hard because, again, I'm not, like, really in tune with the new up-and-coming, like, young Hollywood. You know what like, I mean? Yeah, Hercules would be hard to cast because he's got to be relatively strong and big, but also young. That's why, yeah, that's why, you know, one of the the guy who played Thor, the Hemsworth, which one? That's Chris Hemsworth, That's Chris right? Hemsworth. Yeah. He's too He's old. too old. Yeah. But he would have been good for Hercules like 10 years yes. ago. I mean, to be fair, he doesn't look old. It's just everybody knows he's but old, and it, I feel like it's going to be tough. I felt like the Disney Hercules, he's kind of like in his teens. In it, like he, he is in his teens, but then it jumps to him being like in his mid-20s or something. So still, like, Chris there's Hemsworth like, is too old. Yeah. So, and I don't, I always vision him blonde, but I guess in the movie, he's kind of almost like a red Almost like a redhead. Um, and I know you can dye people's hair yeah, or whatever. I don't think the hair would be the problem. I think it's more, can you get somebody who like. Chiseled features. You'd probably have to get someone now and have them bulk up for it. Yeah. Like it would have to be one of those, okay, where you have to bulk up over the next several years for this role. So you could probably grab anyone to do that but but it would have to be like you've got to bulk up over the next little while i'm trying um, to think you'd want somebody to be like I'm trying to think he was like young oh oh um i don't know his name but he is the guy from um riverdale and he was also in the newest yeah the he plays archie yes and he was in the new movie for um that power rangers People think and he's he good in, looking. And he was I in think Stranger he looks like things. a goof. Yeah, he's kind of weird looking, but I feel like he could do it. He's, you know he's who right also age. could do it that was in Stranger Things? That Darcy. What he has the weird. He played Billy, with the hair. Who goes? Plot spoiler: evil in season three. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, I was. He was thought, in Power Rangers, and he. I thought he you were Riverdale? talking about the guy who plays Archie in Riverdale. Oh, maybe he's not in Riverdale then, because he looks goofy. But the guy who plays Billy. Okay, so the guy who plays Billy is the guy I'm talking about because he was also in the Power Rangers movie. He played the Red Ranger. Well, Google say Billy from Stranger Things, so our listeners can Google him. Okay, but yeah, everybody, um, everybody, right now, as you're listening, please Google Billy from Stranger Things, and we're gonna. But yeah, he could be Hercules. Yeah, uh, he has a Darcy Montgomery. Yeah. 
I, you know, give him lighter. Oh, yeah. Especially in that. Oh, definitely. Yeah, he could play Hercules. Lighten lighten up his hair a little bit. Have him bulk up just a bit. Okay, so Power Rangers, Stranger Things. No, he was not in. Yeah, because I thought you were talking about Archie from Riverdale. Well, I don't know. I've never seen Riverdale. I don't. He's a goof. But, um, and then you'd have to cast Meg, the love interest. So I would pick someone who's kind of, um, Meg. Grecian, because it's a Greek. A Greek story, right? Hercules is Greek, not Roman, so I think. Mm, yeah, I guess so. So eh? sort of a an olive complexion. Well, you don't like her, Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts. She was uh, Isn't Jasmine. She old? No, maybe that's not her name. Naomi Watts is like an old <laughs> actress. <laughs> oh God, what is her name? She was also in the Power Rangers movie, actually, with him. Isn't her name Naomi something? Well, there's another Naomi. Naomi Scott. There we go. That's her name. She was um, Jasmine. Well, I don't have an opinion on Jasmine because I didn't see the movie. Oh, you said you don't like her. Probably. I always <laughs> For some give reason. hot takes. <laughs> um, yeah, she could do it. Oh, and she's in the new uh, Charlie's, Charlie's Angels, Angels which we haven't movie. had a chance to talk about, but let that movie looks garbage. Yeah, it looks terrible. Um, Yeah, so I would pick yeah, someone like sort of Mediterranean. Yeah, yeah. Dark hair. And then, you know, you could have a lot of fun casting the muses. Um, I know most people oh, yeah. will say, let's add Beyonce in the mix, Obviously, but I'd say man. no. <laughs> It'd be fun if it was like Cardi B and... Um, yeah, like it Cardi should be. Cardi B and, oh, what's... Even Rihanna would make a good muse. Yeah. And then you'd pick like some R&B, some popular yeah. R&B uh, whoever singers. like the popular R&B singers yeah. are now, like they could do it. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think... I was like, oh, oh, Hades. We have to cast Hades. So Jeff Hades Goldblum. was. <laughs> that's perfect. Okay. <laughs> no, we don't even need to discuss. Don't even need to discuss Jeff that. Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum is Hades for <laughs> sure. There you go. Okay, a uh, Little Mermaid. I know that they've done some casting for this, and it's created some controversy. But... Because she's African American. Yeah, which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Um, and Harry Styles turned down being Prince Eric because of that. No, no. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I was maybe. Like, oh, wow. Maybe okay, he's Harry a Styles racist. A racist. But, um, we just found out. Um, um, the rumor was that he was offered the role and he turned it down. Ariel doesn't have to. Like, it, she's, she's a mermaid. mermaid. This is like the genie conversation. What race is the genie? What race is the genie? What race is Ariel? A mermaid. Um, yeah, I mean, I. But I don't know. I, I. In terms of my own thoughts for Ariel, I don't know if I necessarily have anyone because I kind of like the direction they were going with it. The thing that I'm most interested in with this live action thing is what they're doing with all the fish. Like, is it going oh, to be like CGI fish? Yeah, like Sebastian. Photo. It's going to be Lion King. Yeah, is it going to be Lion King, or are they going to do Lady and the Tramp where it's real fish, like with real dogs mm. for Lady and the Tramp? It's not. They're not CGI. They're real. Yeah, which was that I. I like that they used real dogs for yeah, be, Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, but dogs, I think, are more trainable than fish. Was, yeah, was or is it going to be, or will it be like the cats, human faces on <laughs> with, fish bodies? With fish bodies. No. What, what's the name of Ariel's friend fish? Flounder. Okay, so I heard a rumor that it's going to be Jacob Tremblay who voices Flounder. Who's Jacob Tremblay? So the little kid who was in Room. Cute. Yeah, yeah, he's he done a bunch good. of other things. He's good. Yeah, so I I kind of like the direction they're going in actually casting. Flounder for that does one. have a little boy voice. Yeah, he like talks yeah. kind of like this. I think. Okay, so seeing as Harry Styles turned down Prince Eric to answer this question, why don't you and I cast a prince right now? So Prince Eric. I would have cast Harry Styles. I okay, think he great. <laughs> but if you can't, what's your what's your backup choice? Um, this is tough. 
again, I feel so out of the loop because I don't know what's considered like, you know who I like and I talk about mm-hmm. him a lot and I still don't know his name. The young one from Call Me By Your Name. Oh, um Timothy Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. He would make a prince a good prince mm-hmm. Eric. Yep. He is very skinny, he so is. we might have to put on a little weight. But that again, that's something you can do. I mean, and like he's like what, like twenty? He's very young. He's you yeah. know, he may very well bulk up. Mm-hmm. And he's a good actor. He's been in a lot of things that I think and he's I think done he very looks well princely. I think it would be nice to see um he was in the last Fantastic Beast movie and he was in Justice League as the Flash. Oh, my favorite, um, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. I think it'd be fun to see Ezra Miller Love do him. something a little more bright and happy. All I see him in is something where he's relatively depressed or yeah. sort of like. We need to talk about Kevin where he's literally a homicidal teen. Yeah. I think um, it would be cool to just like throw him in a Disney movie and let's see him brighten up type of thing because it really worked for a lot of actors from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like the, the one actor who played, I think it was Rob Stark who was in uh, the Cinderella. Cinderella. I thought like that was like really nice. He would nice. make a he, good Prince Eric too. Yeah, absolutely. But he's already a prince. He's Cinderella's yeah. prince. So you know, Ezra Miller to me is unconventional casting because he's kind of quirky, but I love him. So I would watch him. But I think it would him. work. I think he could do it. He's young enough. And again, he'd have to bulk up a little yeah. bit. I think um, anyone though at this point who's young in Hollywood, they for the most part, they're all quite tiny. So they'd all have to bulk up. Yeah, to that do something scrawny like that. guy looks kind of in right now. Yeah. Or is it just because they're twenty? It's probably just because they're twenty. They haven't finished puberty. Yeah, they have a, yeah, and and their their metabolism is off the charts. They probably eat <laughs> more than eat, anyone, eat, but but they just can't put they on need weight. More protein. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and then the you know you could have fun casting like Sebastian. Yeah, it would be. He fun. would be you know, you'd pick an, a funny actor who can do a silly fake French accent. Yeah. So. Is he French? I think I. No, think, isn't he? I thought Sebastian has sort of a like. French. I thought it was like Jamaican Rastafarian. Like I thought that was the oh. whole idea of the song. Well, maybe I'm thinking almost like. No, you're right. It probably is kind of Jimmy. Aren't you thinking of um, the, the candlestick? Probably <laughs> from, from what is there's it? There's always Lumiere? these random supporting characters. <laughs> it's okay. We can forgive that... you. It's Disney. Um, um, yeah. But there you go. Thank you to Oscar, Cindy, Lily, and Kristen for making us. Do some casting. It's always fun doing that. It's always fun doing that. Um, If you want to send in your fan questions, just remember you can email us at any time at screeningandkingston at gmail.com or find us on social media because we're right there. I still want the reviews for uh, the story of martial art. What movie did I see last night? Oh, The Art of self Art of self I wonder if no one's seen it. Because they were like, (laughs) wow, she was – that is weird. She was right. Yeah, and it's interesting that no one wrote in about that. We had – the past couple weeks we've – Hit on some good topics and some some hot topics and really do- dove into some serious things, but our fans just want us to cast it's movies and do yeah. And and I think that like it makes sense. We want like to have fun with it. Um, now we're gonna uh, go into our movie review section where I'm gonna talk about where'd you go, Bernadette, um, which is uh, I'm gonna describe this as a comedy more than anything else even even I think it's being promoted as a comedy yeah i mean you could say it's sort of a thriller and and the trailers i saw was always like oh where'd she go but it's not really like, like that it's like it sets it off as like a funny like family comedy and then halfway through the trailer they're like she's gone she's gone which doesn't happen halfway through the movie by the way it happens a lot later but anyway oh yeah it's like the, for two two thirds of this movie 
is a buildup <laughs> to that thing happening that we all are expecting to happen. Well, with um, a name like Where'd You Go Bernadette, you assume she's going to yeah, go somewhere. Yeah, and not not until quite a bit later. But anyway, I I don't want to sound too, too negative because I actually really like this movie. I will okay. say I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Now, one thing I will say is I do think that the talent may have elevated this material a little bit. I don't know She's what the book a big is like. Deal. Yeah, like Kate Blanchett, fantastic. Um, Billy Crudup, I think, is the name of the actor who plays her husband, who who's a pretty underrated actor who's in quite a few like minor things. You would recognize yeah. his face if you saw him. Very good in this movie. I've never seen the the young actor who plays her daughter. I have no idea what she's she from. Was she was fantastic. Though? Yeah, like the family dynamic was great in this movie. Um, you really, really get a sense right off the beginning how this family is and it's really enjoyable it's really funny um but i think for me i don't know what this book is like but the it's biggest written in emails is written in emails and like text messages okay. my friend was telling me it's not it's like episodic like gotcha. you know what i mean like it's you, it's not like a normal narrative it's okay like i like what they did with this where they made it you... somewhat of a normal narrative but anyway what it what i is interesting about this movie and I think to me is the only real flaw that I want to point out that I think is important going into it. I think there are too many subplots that are probably from the book because you yeah, can expand on things. Emails, different, yeah, whatever. Um, there's too many of them and they don't really pay off or go anywhere and they're kind – I think they they were trying to show this is the family's day-to-day life. This is what right. it's like because the entire idea of this movie – and this isn't a spoiler because it's in the trailer – is Bernadette – it has given up a lot to raise her family and has sacrificed a lot. And she's a very artistic person, a very um, very creative person who has a lot of, of goals and, and things she wants to do. So there's just a breaking point where she basically decides I've got to go off and do something. Like I have to do something spectacular. I need to get my creative juices going. Um, so they want to set up that – she's going through these things and this is what the family life is like and some of it's ridiculous and some of it's funny and some of it's episodic and some of it's too much but i feel like the movie just takes too long to get to the point that we're all waiting for how long is the movie um it's just around two hours it what didn't feel like a long movie but the build-up felt very long it's sort of like going into a film like um like late night Mm -hmm. knowing from the trailer she goes to work at a a late night show, but doesn't do that till two thirds through the movie. Right. So the whole time you're like, but hold on, we got to get to this point. And the more you're thinking of something needs to come, I feel like the more you're. Yeah, you're not time. Enjo- necessarily enjoying yeah. the moment. So I think that was the biggest flaw that the movie had. But other than that, I really liked what they did with this. Like I thought the direction was actually quite strong. We were just talking off air about Richard Linklater did Boyhood, um, and he, I, I thought he did really well with this movie. I thought the talent was really good. The acting was superb. It was really funny. Um, it, it kind of had like a, just a good message and, and you felt good leaving the theater. It wasn't super strange or weird like we've gotten recently. It was kind of like just not like by the – like a nice, yeah, enjoyable exactly. narrative film. And I, and I would say like by the books but not in a bad way because I thought it executed it pretty well. There's nothing wrong with, you know, a standard narrative film. Yeah, yeah. And I think that uh, this movie – is well worth seeing. I think it's a lot of fun. It for sure is a see it for me just because of the fact that the talent elevates whatever's in this. I think as just a base script, it's a little off in different directions. I think there's a little too much subplot, but you kind of get over it because the time you spend with Bernadette and her family is enjoyable. There's a lot of cool things that happen in that. And then once you kind of get through the first 
two-thirds of the movie. The final third of the movie really takes off, and you don't quite know where it's going. Again, I haven't read the book, didn't know anything. There, didn't even know it was a book and didn't really know what was going to happen at the end, which I kind of liked. There's a few predictable moments, but I still liked that they – they really made it quirky and interesting and threw you for a bit Did of a Did it have loop. a happy ending? It has a very satisfying ending. Okay. And in a positive way. Okay. Happy is like – the thing about the, the, these, this ending is like it all depends upon whose perspective you're thinking of because it could be happy. Well, I just don't want her to leave her family for good. I think you would be somewhat satisfied with the ending of this though. Okay. Like I, I still feel like you would come out of it being like this is a good message. I feel good about this. Okay. But – I don't – again, happiness might be one of those things where it's like it all depends upon what perspective you're thinking of. But I thought the ending was relatively positive and, okay. I, and I thought it came out in a good way. Yeah, like I – the same thing that I had going into it was I don't I don't like that mentality of, well, my art is so important to me that I'm not going to abandon I'm human beings. divorce my husband yeah, and like, abandon my child. I find like you, you, you probably have some other issues to work through other than that. Like I don't think like I – as someone who considers himself a relatively artsy person, you have to find outlets for that. And if you can't find outlets for that with other people around you, you should probably just go live on an island somewhere Maybe you shouldn't have gotten married. Yeah, exactly. Place. Like those types of things. But I will say that for going into it with me already not liking that, the movie made me like this movie. Okay. And enjoy the character of Bernadette. I really liked her daughter specifically. I think that was my favorite character mm-hmm. in it. But I didn't come out of it being like, uh, grumble, grumble, this character making her seem like whatever. I think it's pretty fair for okay. everything that happens in this movie. I think it's fair what happens to every character and how everyone deals with it. Okay. Does she die? I can't. I'm not going to tell you anything okay. else. I'll Wikipedia it. <laughs> Wikipedia it. Um, but I will say that for me, Where'd You Go, Bernadette, is a see it. There you go. Um, go out and see this movie. It's a lot of fun. It Definitely to end off your summer. It's a great, great fun little adventure film, what if film to, to put on uh, while summer's coming to an end. Fun. Um, So there you go. That's my movie review. Uh, Just so everyone knows, this is now time to quickly bring it up. There will be no new episode next week. So no new podcast. And if you listen on CFRC, we're going to repeat an episode. So that's the week of September. Was that the second? The third would be our episode, right? Yeah, it's the the Tuesday after Labor Day here in Canada. So the September 3rd. Third, I believe, is is or the second or third um, would be our episode. Um, we will not have a new one. We will be back the week of the ninth with an all new episode. We're gonna take a week off with Labor Day happening. This way, we can avoid campus. We're gonna avoid campus. We're gonna relax a bit, and then we'll be back the week of September 9th with an all new episode. So just so everyone knows that, no review next week, but an all new episode the week after. Fun. Uh, now let's uh, dive into uh, not a great plan. Disney finally loses something in 2019, with Sony regaining total control of the Spider-Man movies. I absolutely hate this news. Um, it's, I think it's devastating, and I think that uh, this story's not over. I think there's a lot that's going to happen in this, and I think that Disney and Sony are now publicly— like a bidding war? And I think they're publicly negotiating. 
So when this news all came out, which if people missed it, um, uh, do you want to? Do you have more information to follow? Just up? Just that um, Sony has rejected a plan from Marvel Studios that would have made them co-producers, effectively kicking Disney out of the Spidey business. So by Sony rejecting this offer. Disney is no longer involved with the franchise because Disney owns Marvel Studios. Um, so apparently the studio Marvel Studio boss had pitched pitched Sony on a 50-50 financing deal for upcoming Spider-Man mm-hmm. movies, but Sony reportedly shot that down out- outright without compromising. They later um made a statement saying it had nothing to do with Kevin Feig, Feige. Feige, Kevin Feige. They're like it has nothing to do with him. We would have liked him to work on future um, Spider-Man movies. Um, so I, so essentially, they're like we're kind, we're fine with Kevin Feige, but they didn't yeah. address the fact of why they yeah rejected so the deal. From what I've heard, the the whole situation here is that the deal originally has been because Sony now owns the rights to Spider-Man because Marvel comic books sold them the rights a long time ago before Marvel Studios when they were existed poor. when they were poor. Um, Spider-Man was in a lot of trouble in the past reboot. So what they did was they came up with a deal where Spider-Man would be allowed to be in the MCU. They loaned him they out. They loaned him out. Sony still retained all the rights and finances of of making the two movies that they they made, which was Homecoming and Far From Home. But Spider-Man could participate in Avengers movies and it'd be part of the MCU. But Marvel got a pretty small cut of that pie. What whether like I've heard numbers ranging from one percent to ten percent. So on two sides here, Disney is trying to say, well, with all the work that we're putting in, with all the time that Kevin Feige has to spend over here for a thing we don't own, we want it to be more of an even 50, split. 50. Whereas Sony, from their perspective, is we're a dying studio and you're a monster studio. We, we need this Spider-Man to survive. We could have made a ton of – because the Far From Home was like the highest grossing mm-hmm. – film for spider-man so sony's like we want yeah that cash cow so to me it's a lose-lose because sony's spider-man not being in the mcu will affect people going to spider-man well movies. They, and they've set up these other marvel movies yeah. that spider-man's gonna have a bigger role but Correct. now that's in question because sony might not let lent him out anymore which is why i think this is not over i think that all this they're information coming out they're haggling money. And the two sides decided to have this in public because it puts pressure on both sides. It's a back and forth. If it, it, it court of public opinion can help with things, and now Sony, it's probably both of them. Disney feels now Sony's in the hot seat, and Sony feels Disney's in the hot seat. I think this is going to go back and forth for a while. I don't think this story is over. And this the, is going to be an update for us for a lot. The article made the point of saying, you know, the last Spider, the last Sony Spider-Mans were not good. No. They needed sort of the the creative direction of Kevin Feige. Yeah, and I think that that's why I think this is a lose-lose if this so, does happen. Yeah, Desi's going to lose out on one of the biggest comic book characters, and so- mm-hmm. Sony's going to lose out on that creative powerhouse. Yeah. And if Sony doesn't continue to make Spider-Man movies, how the deal with Marvel works is it's the same with other characters as has already happened to. The rights will revert back to Marvel if they don't make a movie within a certain time period. So chances are Sony has to pump out a Spider-Man movie at some point in time anyway. So their intention is to try, because they've got Tom Holland on a contract for five more movies. So they're going to try to keep going, but I don't know how you're going to make that work creatively. It's good. There's a lot of things you're going to have to rewrite and change and develop. And it, I think it's going to be tough. I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on them to cut a new deal with Disney. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It's definitely 
an interesting one. Yeah. Okay, next headline. Stan Lee's daughter blasts Marvel and Disney for their apparent shabby treatment of her dad. I didn't hear about this. So her name is Joan uh, Cecilia. I don't know. Uh, Joan Lee, essentially. She told TMZ, quote, Marvel and Disney um, seeking total control of my father's creations must be checked and balanced by others. Uh, by others who, while still seeking profit, have a genuine respect for Stan Lee and his legacy. She and then she later like went on to claim that um, Disney and Marvel have, from the very beginning, commodified commodif- commoditized her father's work um, and has never showed him or his legacy respect or decency. So I think Jeez. this has to. Um, I think these comments have to do with the Sony versus Disney because she's saying, you know, um, Marvel and Disney seeking total control of my father's creations need to have checks and balances. So I I think from what I'm, um, you know, taking from this quote and how the stories um, are so close together. Yeah, yeah. It must be related in some capacity. I think it has to be related. Um, It should also be noted, though, that... um, Joan Lee, um, the daughter, is one of several parties who have been implicated or accused of abusive behavior towards Stan Yeah, Lee. I'd heard about that. And that's the thing that shocks me about it because Marvel and Disney have never shown anything but respect, at least publicly, to Stan Lee. And he's been a producer on, especially in the earlier films, he was a producer on all of them. And then as he got, as he got older and things were tougher for him, he was an executive producer. But he was an acting producer on the first couple movies. So I don't know. I, I just, that shocks her, me. Yeah, her comments, the article didn't really go into specifics aside from the fact that when... When he passed away, the studio didn't make contact with her. Like, they didn't call her to give her mm-hmm. condolences, which that is a slight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess she feels like Disney and Marvel only care about the money and not right. sort of, like, uh, the characters. Yeah. And she said, you know, she would be happy to see other studios use the characters because it means there's different mm-hmm. perspectives. Um, again, that specific, oh... They didn't respect my dad. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. Maybe you would have to read the whole TMZ. And TMZ is a, a rag. It's yeah. not like TMZ. a real. Yeah. <laughs> this um, is also coming from TMZ. But, no, but I know what you're saying. And I think that like, yeah, I I can't disagree with her. I mean, it is about money. Um, but I mean. And I agree with her saying that there should be checks and is. balances in terms of, course, of sort yeah, of like 100%. monopoly over creative content. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, uh, the Stan Lee saga continues, continues like with him passing away and all of these really sad stories coming yeah, to light. Which about... is a real shame because of all the hard work he's done and all the great things he's created. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, truth and time will tell on truth this one. Truth and time will tell. Okay. <laughs> what's the next headline? Dizzy Plus cancels its first show before the service has even launched. Okay, what show bit the dust? <laughs> um, you won't care. Uh, it's called Book of Enchantment. Okay. It's based on a YA, a young adult book series. Okay. And it focuses on the backstories of iconic Disney baddies. Okay. So similar to um oh, I forget the name now, but there was a there was a Disney show, um, and I think it was movies too, and it was about the children of Disney villains. Okay. I forget the name of it. But this is, I guess, was going to be about, like, the actual okay. 
villains. Um, the scripts were apparently coming in a bit darker than the executives were anticipating, so they axed it. This they, was for Disney Plus, like it was yeah, just and like this wasn't like oh, like we just don't like this idea. Like the writers were in the writing room, like oh, wow. finalizing scripts. They were at they were writing the last thirteen scripts. Oh, which was like you know, from the way the article described it was like when you're at that point in writing, you pretty much start filming. So the executives were like it's too dark yeah, and it's yeah. from the guy who was kind of the showrunner i forget i'm sorry my cold is really impacting my performance today he has television credits but they're all like like crime shows like oh, they're not okay. like you know what i mean and the and it's it's kind of like well what did you expect when you kind of sign a guy who well, does yeah. like adults crime and usually i mean there must be more to it than than what they're publicly releasing because if i was in a creative process with script writers i would constantly be giving those notes and if they weren't following it or we finally got down to them like i'm canceling this because it's too dark but like from the beginning having read the first script or the second or the third i'd be like or even a draft or a chapter or not a chapter but like a scene i would give them the note of like Here's the direction I need you to steer this in. This is going too much this way. Like, why whoever's in charge of canceling? Why aren't they more part of the creative process? Is kind of my question. I don't know. <laughs> well, um, give me the answers, Taylor. Come on. I, I <laughs> like, mean, <laughs> maybe it's just a very large bureaucracy. Must you know, be, yeah. like maybe like I don't know. It's Disney. Like Disney is like a monolith, right? Like I don't. Think, yeah, and I don't know how much communication is going on between probably producers. Probably not much. And it's again, that's what I'm saying. There's probably more to it than this. Well, this They've is like this is executives. Yeah. So like. So executives might have stepped in and so yeah, said, like the no. producers may have been like, oh, this is fine, yeah. and then like studio, like yeah. people at the very top of the studio Came were like, this said, isn't the direction yeah, we yeah. want the platform to go in, yeah. which kind of leads into my next headline. Okay. Well. Okay. Dive into it. Disney Plus won't have R-rated movies, but it might have director commentaries. Okay. So they're definitely, um, they want everything to be, all of their content on Disney Plus is going to be PG-13 or softer. Okay. Well, and that, I mean, so it makes that sense. that explains, like, you know, if um, the executives thought it was getting too dark, maybe they thought this isn't sure. going to, like, this is pushing the envelope for PG-13. But opening up director's commentary... Is opening up a web of who knows where you're going to go with that, right? Like, I mean. So the R-rated to me is the not a great plan because that, I mean, I guess Disney is like the family channel. Well, yeah, that's why I'm thinking like, I feel like that's kind of on brand. But isn't like, so it means like. Marvel's all, none of it's rated R. But like things like Deadpool. Yeah. Which is now owned by Disney. So Deadpool would not be able to be on there but they did release that pg-13 version of it around christmas so my just my concern is that um we have to remember that disney bought fox so they have a like a very large streaming catalog now Mm -hmm. that even though like you know it's not on brand for disney so where is it going to end up but apparently some of the quote harder edge stuff that Disney bought from Fox is going to end up on Hulu. Oh, okay. So, right. Because they, I forgot that Hulu is all Hulu. part of this as well. So, I don't know. I just, I mean, I get it. It's the branding. It's family friendly, whatever. Mm-hmm. But now I have even less interest in 
buying a sub- I don't want to have to buy a subscription for my family friendly TV and then have to get my <laughs> R-rated stuff elsewhere. But again, you can buy the dual buy the, subscription. Which is exactly what I'm One doing. payment for Hulu <laughs> and and you'll probably be getting ESPN. Yes, absolutely. So, um another note that came out of this, this like announcement about the R-rated stuff was that um users will be able to have seven different profiles per account. And the ability to stream on four different devices. So I haven't recently looked up the Netflix stats, but I think this is in order to compete with Netflix. And I'm pretty sure this is being able to stream four devices at once. I think that's more than Netflix. Uh, Yeah, I think so. So that's, you know, dad's watching Netflix in one room. I'm watching in another. Stepmom's in a different province watching. At at some point, Netflix boots someone off, right? Yeah. Whereas with Disney Plus, you'll be able to have four people at once. Okay. Um, So that's interesting. And then um, in terms of these director commentaries, there was a note that Disney Plus will be integrating bonus features for some content, not all content, Mm -hmm. um, like deleted scenes and director commentaries. Interesting. So the commentaries could go anywhere. That's the thing. The minute you open up director's commentary, I mean, I like director's commentary because you get a real behind the scenes look at what people were thinking and even for family friendly content it's interesting but director's commentaries are never like pg no it's always just honest conversations about it which to me is some of the most interesting things come out of that so maybe those will they'll either have to heavily edit the commentaries i mean that is probably the biggest thing we lose from going to streaming and not dvds yeah i still buy dvds um so do i but you know, and with DVDs, like a big selling feature was DV- with DVDs when it first came out. What were these director yeah, commentaries, absolutely. these alternative endings, yeah. things like that? And then when we went to streaming, we lost those bonus mm-hmm. features a lot of the times. I think, oh, it, like, I don't think Netflix has any sort of not bonus. That I can, not that I see. No, no, nothing. Um, Some, they put, like, the trailers up, but that's about it. Yeah. So that's that will be an interesting yeah. to see kind of how that's. Um, used and how they're able to... Yeah, very um, much so. Yeah, so it would be interesting to be able to... Like, I remember watching movies, like, you watch the movie with the commentary while you watch the movie. Yeah. So, like, is that what Disney uh, well, Plus I would is going to be so, offering? That's, or is it going to be more like an interview? That's what makes it fun. I'm thinking almost it's going to be like an interview. No, but I don't know. I don't... I mean, I have yeah. no... I hope it's the you can overlay it and it and watch the, the movie, movie down well. and then the, you can watch the movie and listen to the director talk. I yeah. loved that. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. So the whole point is that Disney Plus is really trying to um, they want to have a very strong platform to complete compete with Netflix. Yeah. Right. They yeah. want to be able to draw yeah. people away from Netflix to yeah. Disney Plus, although you know, not having R-rated material. You're right. not drawing me no. away from Netflix. I'm still going to have to keep my Netflix. I'm, I'm going to – I will be admitting right now I will have Netflix, I will have Crave, and I will probably have the Disney Plus Hulu yeah. ESPN package. We're just going back to cable. It's going it's back just, to it's cable. Just on, it's just on and a one, different platform. one smart person somewhere will – come up with the hey i i will purchase all of them and then i'll sell them to you at a different price yeah. and then you can you can get this bulk deal in the area you're in we're gonna have to it's pretty it's much cable having <laughs> three much or what four it bills is. i'd rather yeah. just have one cable exactly bill. <laughs> and people will know that and some smart entrepreneur out there is going to come it's only a matter of time um what's the last headline now is disney plus's chance to somehow screw up the muppets okay 
the Muppets are sacred to me. And so um, the article made a point of saying that, I guess, Disney owns the intellectual property of Muppets. Right. And the studio historically has not done a very good job of adapting Muppets. There's been one good Muppet movie recently, and it was the Jason yeah. Segel. Yeah, yeah, and that's <laughs> that what he, the article said. And he said. wrote it. Yeah, because yeah. he was a passionate fan yeah. of the Muppets. Yeah. And um, they quoted someone saying, I think it must have been the original. It wasn't H- Hanson or Henson, the man who made the Muppets, mm-hmm. but it must be someone who's directly involved, essentially saying, like, the reason is Disney doesn't understand, like, the core of the Muppets. They don't understand that, like, playful rebellion. Yes, yes. Um, so... We'll see what happens. It's going to be um, what they're describing as a short form unscripted series. I don't know what that means. Unscripted, so it's going to be like the Muppet Show and sketch con because they had so they had the Muppets Tonight Show that used to be on TV that was like kind of like a Saturday Night Live for kids. How's it unscripted though? I guess it was scripted, yeah, because it's puppets. Yeah. Anyways, um, I don't know what they mean by unscripted. Then that's it's so called weird. Muppets Now. Okay, it's going to be a television program, and it's obviously going to star the Muppets obviously. alongside celebrity guests. Yeah, so that sounds like the Muppets Tonight. Like that sounds okay. very similar. And they the press release says that it's going to be about startling silliness and heartfelt fun, which sounds corny as hell. <laughs> but that is. The I don't I heartfelt fun yes that to me is the Muppets but the whole startlingly startlingly silliness yeah because it, it was more about like rebellion and and youthful playful playfulness more so than it was about yeah I find the Muppets aren't aren't as wholesome as the rest of Disney kind of brands itself to be the Muppets were a little bit more like rough around y- the edges. yeah a little bit more like your your Disney w- used to be you're a little kid and then as you're like a preteen you're into the Muppets because yeah. it's like right around that age group but I guess we'll just have to see what happens with it I don't know that sounds scary because <laughs> yeah know that's well they don't have um great. I mean I'm not a huge Muppet fan but by the sounds of it Disney hasn't had a good track record no so that's why they're like well it's another opportunity to screw it up did you see the Jason Siegel movie oh yeah I liked like that it. one was great I liked it yeah that Muppet when, movie was good, really great and I also liked the one where Kermit gets mixed up with bad Kermit oh um with Ricky Gervais <laughs> I, I also that. enjoyed I that movie that yeah one. I didn't think it was as good as the other one no. but I still had fun with well, it with yeah. the mole and how yeah. when they they're like yeah it's not Kermit, you know, with the whole mole. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah, like, oh, yeah. That one was that one was cute. Um, but that brings us to the end of of this episode. I'm glad we got through some of the D23 stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting things that came out of that. But wait and see for Disney Plus coming this November. We'll have to talk about it. Yeah. We'll have to do an episode about it. Kind of a <laughs> like an op- like a box. You know the YouTubers yeah. the box opening. Yeah, we'll do a we'll do a box opening somehow. Disney <laughs> Plus. Streaming. Yeah. Our opportunity to get sponsored. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There you go, Disney. We're coming for you this November. <laughs> uh, thanks everyone for listening. Just a reminder: no new episode next week, and we'll be back the week of September 9th. Go see some movies.